0: Two afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. You know, I decided I needed a spike in my ratings, so I instantly knew what to do. So I called Carmen Laberge and Susie Larson, and I said, "How about you guys join me at five o'clock today?" And they said, "Yes." So here they are. Welcome, Carmen. Welcome, Susie.
1: <laughs> Hi, Bill. You, you make us laugh. We love you, Bill.
2: I can.
0: I, I can feel we my ratings spiking come to already. This anytime.
2: <laughs> well. I, I know that at least one, um, one morning listener, Kim, is listening now because she just called me and I said, oh, I can't talk to you right now. I'm going to be on Bill's show. And she's like, oh, I'll turn on my radio. So there you go. We're up yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Being able to connect with listeners uh, in this day and age with technology is really quite remarkable. Um, Amazing. So I know all of you have had relationships come out of listeners and contacts from them, and it's been pretty spectacular.
1: Are you asked, you're saying that to us? Are you yeah, saying I'm that saying that it to you. Yesterday. No, I'm <laughs> saying it
0: to you guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How are those ratings? Just checking. Well, so, they, they plateaued
0: yeah. just now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, you, you we all talk behind the scenes, especially the three of us love to connect. And the journey that we're on, you know, it so mirrors the journey that they're on. And so we are so into this together, Bill. And, I, you know, I think we all three have really deep hearts of compassion and empathy. So when we hear these stories, when we weep together over those heartbreaks, we pray for our listeners. So and you've said this so many times that there's just not a greater, more sacred honor than doing this faith journey with our listeners. And we really have the best listeners. We just do. And I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but I think I'm speaking the truth here. What an honor it is to serve these dear souls.
0: And we are so invested in their lives. Um, and yeah. we want to present the gospel in a very clear way, Encourage and and uplift and inspire, and also be company every day. There's a lot of people that uh, rely on Faith Radio uh, as their constant companion and friend. Carmen, (laughs) you guys are hanging me out to dry. Is this on purpose?
2: This is where, well, so no, this is is where, you know, our plan is almost complete. (laughs) I know. It's a real conversation, except that we can't see each other. And oh, so I know, I, I know, I know. And so I, I apologize because I never, I like, this, this, but that was a baton, and I didn't. I'm so sorry. I, I am that person who. Do you remember that relay race? Did you have to do that relay race when you were a kid? Oh, I
1: loved it. Oh, sure, loved
2: it. Okay, see, yes. Susie, this is where you and I could be friends now, but I don't think we could have been friends as kids because, like, I, I did not love the relay race because there was just mm. so much pressure to, mm. you know. First of all, run your leg of the race faster than everybody else that was running that leg, and I never could do that. And then to get the baton from the person and then accurately pass the baton to the next person, man, that's, I found that super challenging. So, so I'm so sorry, Bill, that I dropped, I dropped that transition. No, that's
0: okay. That's okay. I, I'm still very excited to have you both on the show. And what do you want to talk about today, Bill? Well, uh, you know, usually when the three of us are on together, we're usually in the middle of a fundraising season. And Mm -hmm. fundraising season, I think for all of us, I don't want to speak for you two, but it went from something that happened two and a half times a year to something I so look forward to because it's now it feels like it's a it's a reunion of Faith Radio family that are celebrating what's gone on in Faith Radio. They're we're casting our vision and they're celebrating with us and providing us with their support and their prayer. And their finances and it's so amazing
1: you know bill that's so true i was in at an event a couple two three weeks ago cedar falls iowa and a gal came up to me a faithful listener and she her eyes were just so big and she grabs me by the shoulders and she goes you just got to hear this she said you know i love what you guys do and i'm always you know a part of the the share events but she said something supernatural took over on this last one that she said i couldn't turn it off she said god was so at work and I could hear it. I could feel it. I could see it just in the testimonies and everything. And she said, I did not want to miss it because I was a part of something that God was doing on a bigger level. And I know we felt like that behind the scenes because we, all three of us fear God. We're not going to ever try to make something happen. It's like, we don't need to, we, we serve God. And if he wants to make something happen, he can. And he did, he breathed life on that time. I mean, the fellowship was amazing. The prayers were just profound and just how God moved in our midst. And she's not the only person I heard that from, Bill, where people said, you know, I mean, all these years that I've worked in radio, I don't know that I've ever heard people say that this last share was an actual spiritual experience for them. But I know we felt that way too, didn't we, Bill? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely. And I love doing this segment right now because I don't even have to announce to the audience who's on the air with me.
2: <laughs> so we're up to Victoria has, uh, has let us know that she is out there. So ratings are up to, nice. can I read Victoria's Yeah, please tech? go ahead. So she says, I love the love fest. So grateful for faith radio and the way you three specifically share the love of Jesus and bring love and encouragement to me and all who listen. Um, you're my company friend mm. all day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings and strength as you continue and grow and spur us all on to do the same in Christ's name. Well, amen, Victoria. We love what we do. We absolutely love each other. We love what we do. We love that we get to do it um, through Faith Radio, and we love that you're a part of it. So uh, I just Mm want to say thanks in advance for for everybody that is going to do their part in the upcoming fall share, because we really do, like, we anticipate it because it's so fun to hear um, stories of, you know, how God has set divine appointments and been so faithful to prepare people in ways that they hadn't anticipated. But, you know, something that they heard on the radio has then helped them in some particular way in their life. And, uh, and then those blessings are shared during share. And that's just so fun for us.
1: You know, I want to throw something else out there. You know, Bill, you joked about ratings, but, you know, no, you know traveling around the country, I get to meet a lot of different friends who are and I just have different radio friends that are in the biz. And what we have, even just the three of us, that there really isn't competition between us. We really all three feel like we believe what Jesus said, you know, pray for more workers. Don't be threatened by the few, right? The, The work exceeds the workers. And so together, we want so much to see God do. More in and through us. We're not competing, but I have heard from other radio folks around the country where they can't help it. There is competition because there's so much emphasis on numbers and ratings that they have to eke each other out. They got to do a better job than the other beasts so that they kind of prove and validate their standing. And I just got to say, you know, Neil, our leader, first of all, friends, Neil Staveham just celebrated 45 years Woo-hoo! at Faith Radio. 45 years. Oh, he... really?
0: Amazing. I thought it was four yeah. or five years. I, I didn't know it was 45. I <laughs> yeah, didn't even hear that correctly. Together. I feel... yeah, yeah,
1: that's a different number. Oh, I'm together. embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would just say that you know he. He does not put a ton of emphasis, not to say he disregards that. We, we are constantly encouraged and coached to, to be better at what we do. But I feel like because he cares so much about the kingdom, he leads with that. That gives us freedom to be such good friends and to seek God together because we each have a unique voice. But Bill, I just love that, that we can be honest to goodness, friends, and cheer each other on because we know that we each have a space to fill and we want to fill it well.
0: Yeah. I'm such fans of both of you, and I know that the three of us stand very strong. We have the highest view of Jesus and the highest view of Scripture without Amen. compromise. That's
1: right. That's right. I, I have a question for you, Bill, when you think about, I mean, these, these two hours that you feel are so important, and you um, are keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the world. You're informed. How do you... What are you hopeful about when you think about so much of the bad news, and the good news is still the best news, but given what, the days that we're in that are very sobering, what are you hopeful about?
0: Well, I'm hopeful that we do um, the, the work of the Great Commission to go and share the gospel with all mankind. And I mean, just got a text from a listener saying, I'm down here in Florida listening to the three of you as I do daily. I, I go. This is another opportunity where we have to speak truth and equip people to not only grow in their faith but feel confident to share it with the people that are in their circle of influence.
2: Yeah, I love that. I'm typing a little message to. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you guys we are can working
0: while you're on my they're... show. <laughs> Come on! I'm typing I'm a little not...
1: message to our
2: first. Thank
0: you, session, to our
1: friend in I'm meeting. <laughs> You're eating? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. What's for dinner? Susie, what are you having <laughs> right. for dinner?
0: You're such a healthy eater. What are you having?
1: Oh, you know, I th- I think we'll probably have some chicken breasts and some avocado and a vegetable and a side salad. Mm. I am nice. Like, I, what can I say? I'm boring that way. That's not
0: boring at all. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you know what I'm thinking I... about? Go ahead, Carmen. Oh, I was just going to say my afternoon was spent
2: processing, I don't know, like a t- literally maybe a half a ton of grapes from the orchard. So my hands are purple. That's what I have to bring this afternoon.
0: I love that. So getting some awfully nice texts from listeners, you know, we, we want to love on our listeners. We want to say, we just love you and we're so grateful. And we just want to come on and be together and share our love we have for each other. And also just spill it out on, on everyone listening today Mm -hmm. and just let you know how incredibly grateful we are for the last year and a half since COVID hit. I mean, we've seen a measure of generosity, unlike anything I've ever witnessed. And Susie, you've been around the longest. So share from your perspective.
1: I'm actually blown away. And I remember, you know, Neil Staveham again, he's just the best leader we've ever had. But I worked with him, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And, and a few years ago, he said, Susie, you remember back then, and he said there was something kind of, and, and I may be paraphrasing, but kind of vanilla about what we were doing. He said, there's so much color And there's so much texture and flavor to what we're doing now because we are not shrinking back. We're not afraid. Um, You know, we're not even living to please man. We're living to please God. And that means that we won't always please man. But we have such a backing to hold fast to Scripture, even when it's not popular, to love people well. And in doing that, Bill people have risen up to say, yeah, I mean, people want to know that you have the guts to speak the truth in and out of season, to to hold fast to God's word. And in that, we are seeing more and more people come out of the woodwork because, you know, when Jesus is lifted up, you know, men are drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And I know when he was talking about that, he might be lifted up on the cross, but it is still true that when he is exalted, the devil is defeated and people find their way to truth because they're made for truth. And we're seeing that we literally have a global audience. We've got people listening from all over the world because they found something here. So to watch not only uh, just the influence that way, but to see people say, I'm going to give some of my hard-earned money to sow some seeds into this ministry so others can benefit— I mean, it makes me cry. It literally does, because it means so much to us. And I feel like we are just getting going. I feel like greater things are yet to be done in every single city. And we're only holding the Dixie Cup. The ocean remains. We've got a lot more to do. Um, But as we pause here just to give thanks to God, I marvel at what he's already done.
0: Why don't we take another little pause? Because we uh, are up against a little break, and then we'll come back and we'll gush some more. We've got some lovely texts coming in from listeners, all unsolicited. So thank you so much. You're making all of our day. I'm talking to Susie and Carmen. That's all the uh, introduction I need for them. Be right back.
2: Thanks for listening to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Carmen Laburge. If you enjoy what you're listening to here, consider subscribing to other great Faith Radio podcasts like mine. Search Mornings with Carmen Laburge" at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe.
0: Okay, this plan to spike my ratings might be working. <laughs> I'm here with Carmen Laburge and Susie Larson, and we are— um just enjoying each other's company. Got Having some great
2: time. So great. I know the text mm-hmm. line is blowing up. Yeah, it's
0: really sweet. Really sweet. <laughs> Got a nice uh, note. I'm listening from Cambridge, Canada. You three are my favorite. That's so nice.
1: Mm-hmm. And Joseph says, miss hearing Neil on his Connecting Faith show. Glad he's in another position. He's our general manager, by the way. But possibly bring him back for a condensed segment. I don't know, guys. I think we need to gang up on Neil and, and say this. hmm You know, get the band back together. They want you on the air. I love that idea. He needs one more thing to do. Yeah. Yeah,
2: right.
0: (laughs) Somebody read what Denise said.
1: You guys have been a lifeline for me in a very hard season. I feel stuck in a church that's all truth and little grace or love. Mm. My husband is resistant to leaving. I treasure every day I get to listen to you all in your different time slots as you beautifully radiate the love of our Jesus balanced with truth of his word. If I don't get to see you in this life, I look forward to seeing you mm. on the other side. Oh,
0: I'm just starting you, to Susie. tear up. Oh, my goodness. Killing me.
1: Oh. We could just all go to Pennsylvania
2: and visit her.
0: Why don't we? I know. It's like all a right. bus it's tour. It's so, so
1: a... hard, though, to be in a church where, you know, oh, so hard. truth without love is a weapon, right? Yeah.
0: How about this <laughs> yeah. line from my four o'clock guest? He said, whenever truth is told, someone is inconvenienced.
2: Hmm, That's mm. good. Hey, can I That's read good. Erica's message? Yeah, go ahead. Erica says, um, Faith Radio, thanks. Throughout COVID, my coworkers stopped going to lunch together, and due to this, I have eaten lunch alone in my car almost every day for the past year. Faith Radio has kept me company, kept me inspired and motivated during a difficult year. I see my financial contribution as a way to also help invest in myself so that I can invest in others. Amen. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is, um, it's just so true. I, The way that... We have the opportunity to fellowship with one another through this radio ministry and then extend the ministry to others and bless ourselves in the process. So I love that. I love that. So, so honest and so true.
0: And Mary sent a nice note. She's listening from Sarasota and that they have the nicest sand beaches in Sarasota.
1: Mm.
0: That's soft white sand.
1: Wow. I'm yeah. to go there. Can I pray for Denise? Please. I, I just, mm-hmm. she's really grabbed my heart. Please. Um, Father, we lift up Denise to you walking through a difficult season and feeling stuck at a church Uh, that isn't really reflecting your heart. Lord God, I pray that if it's your will for them to leave, that you'd move in her husband's heart and help them find a church that's full of life, full of truth, full of grace, that's just flourishing and thriving. I was at such a church this weekend. I pray, God, you'd lead them to such a place. And if, if not, make this that place. I pray the pastor would be overcome with a new revelation of your grace, of your power, but I pray one way or the other, that you would revive Denise and her husband, bring them into a whole new place, a new revelation of your love, of your oneness, of your, of your nearness, God, and of your willingness to continually revive our souls. And I just pray that for Denise in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Nice comment from Janet. Faith Radio is my go-to station, encouragement, teaching, and I know you are real and love Jesus. The praying you do is awesome. Thank you. And the laughter, I love to laugh.
2: Uh, Mary Rose thinks we should do a road show and we should come to Duluth and she will have a little gathering for us.
0: I'd go to Duluth.
2: (laughs) I'd totally go to Duluth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Carmen, it's harder for you to go to Duluth because you don't live anywhere near Duluth.
2: I know, but you know, I am, um, I think, I am going to go to Hartford. You are? Because, yeah, because, so we um, have one of those weekend to remember things with one of our ministry partners. Yeah, who is that? Yeah, help me out, guys. Yeah. Family life. They do those weekends mm-hmm. to remember. So Jim and I are going to go up to a week weekend remember that's coming up in October in Hartford. And while we're there, instead of doing the date night, I'm going to have like an event with people in the area, like a sneak event. I know there's more. There there will be more, more information forthcoming about Carmen sneaking out in Hartford. I like you that. You heard it here, folks.
0: Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. Tamara says, then go to Fargo. It sounds like we need to like have like make like a loop
0: Okay. I'm going to need a map. Yeah, we'll get a map, and then we'll talk about it <laughs> you know, well, the We've thi- been
1: talking about about going on the road for a long time and just watching, you know, COVID and just trying to decide and discern when is the best time to do that, because you just need to hear from all three of us. We love face-to-face encounters. There's nothing like grabbing your shoulders, you know, or wrapping you up in a hug. I just, I mean, there's nothing like it. So we are hoping and praying and and uh, really just trying to discern the right time to get us out so we can come and see you.
0: And one of the things that we have seen in the last couple of shares, last uh, spring share and the previous fall share, was there were a lot of uh, people that wanted to make matching gift commitments. And that sort of started a trend, which we found to be incredibly powerful. People would say, I'd like to make a gift and they'd name the size and they'd say, uh and you know try to get it matched and that would be incredibly motivating for other listeners to say let's make sure we get that completed and that matched and that was a lot of fun to watch that happen
2: yeah Now's probably the time that um our colleague Carter is putting all of that together for this upcoming fall share so if you're thinking to yourself you know what I I I felt that last year like I felt like I wish I was one of those people that gave a match I think now is probably the perfect time to you know to lean into that if that's something that you want to do um you can reach out to carter it's probably just
1: carter at myfaithradio.com
0: I believe it is. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. and I don't think it's just competition, though. Even though I'm kind of a competitive person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, stop. Uh, I uh, the don't gloves expect come any. Off. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there's something super powerful about one testimony begets another. That's why testimonies and stories are so important. So if a person who says, you know, I'm, I'm not rolling in the dough, but I'm laying down a five thousand dollar match, there's something that goes, oh yeah. Well, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, if God can provide for them, he'll provide for me. And that's why I just think there's something electric about those match gifts. And I just, you know, Carter is so wonderful. I don't think he puts limits on those from, you know, a 500 to a 5,000. But the idea of going, I don't want to just do this alone. I want to be in this with other people. I think that is one of the just the incredible impacts of, uh, of match giving. I just think that people not, are not only competitive like myself, but there, it, it does inspire new testimonies and new um, initiatives to trust God.
0: Yeah, and a very dear listener to me, um, I will not name her, but she last uh, spring share said, uh, the match is open. Whatever you raise in the last I hour, I will match.
1: You've got to be kidding me.
0: But you remember that, Susie.
1: Oh, you're talking about, I thought you said for this. You, no, no, this no, no. Coming, no, yeah, yeah, last, yeah. no, last no spring. I do. You oh, remember yes. that. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So
0: um, it was like, Nobody broke the four-minute mile until Roger Bannister did. Then after he did it, all kinds of people did it. So mm-hmm. once you see it being done, you think, well, I can do that too. There's that wonderful idea of, like Susie, you just said, when you see someone do it, you think, maybe that's something I can do. I need to pray about it.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe our friends can be praying for us in the days ahead as we prepare for share, because if if you watch the news at all, although I advise not taking it in too much to to the point where it destroys your soul. You want to stay informed. But the idea is, you know, the enemy is wielding fear. Uh, There is opposition forming against believers. So I don't want us to just phone it in and think, you know, just because God has done so much and he has done so much that we can kind of sit down on this. This is a time for us to be aggressive in prayer, to be courageous in our stance, and not to make presumptions or assumptions about the times we're in, because we literally are in a spiritual war, and there is an accumulative attitude forming against believers in our day. But right now, we have freedom, and right now, today is the day of salvation. So I'm praying that together we can say, "While well, we've got the freedom, let's take the ground."
0: Mm-hmm. And really, the purpose of this time together, I a, I love being on the air with you because it's so much fun, and also I think listeners really like it to hear us together, which is really nice. But I also just wanted to pause and say, uh, we really love our listeners and we, Mm -hmm. we love everyone that tunes into Faith Radio and uh, you make a difference in our life and we pray God's uh, transforming yours. And we also are going to say that in a couple of weeks, we're going to do our fall share and thank you in advance for continuing to be so incredibly generous.
1: We can add Kentucky to the road trip. Thanks for being real and authentic. Love listening to all three of you. I want to go to Kentucky. I'm I could probably just pop up to Kentucky right now. Yeah. It's like a half not hour yeah. Not without me. Not without
0: me. You're a half hour from Kentucky? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, depending where they live in Kentucky. But yeah, I'm. Uh, it's not far. You know, Nashville. Mm. It's not far from Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm After we end, I'm having Jim Burns on. Have you guys had Jim Burns on before?
1: Love Jim Burns.
2: I know. I've been so great.
0: buddies the with bomb. him for 30 Tell him years. Tell said hi. Yeah, yeah. I will. He says, have serious fun and 12 other principles to make each day count. So that's what I got oh, next. That's
1: going to be great. Yeah. Oh my. Blessings. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks It only for goes up from here, Bill.
0: <laughs> What'd you say, Susie?
1: It only goes up from here now. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Well, thank you for helping spike my ratings. I appreciate it very much. You oh, got it, you. you. love you. Yeah. Yep, you bet. We love you. Susie Larson, Karma right. the Birds have been my guests, and boy, they're the best guests I can have. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to bring Jim Burns on. I've known Jim for, I don't know, 30-some years, and he's written a book called Have Serious Fun and 12 other principles to make each day count. Be right back. (music) have decided to extend our summer reading bundle giveaway through the month of August. We're giving away bundles of great books and past guests that you've heard on Faith Radio. Assorted books and every bundle includes a copy of Chris Fabry's novel, A Piece of the Moon. Enter to win at myfaithradio.com. It's the afternoon show
2: with
1: Bill.
0: So nice to have Jim Burns on the show. I met Jim about 35 years ago, maybe. He's the president of, of Homeward. He speaks all the time to thousands of people around the world. Um, he's written all kinds of books and resources. Uh, he's done everything... Pretty cool, pretty well. I just think he's a great resource. I'm glad to have him on. Um, I hope he remembers me. I, I I carried him from a burning house once. He probably forgot that, but Jim, welcome to the show.
3: <laughs> um, I he, do remember. I think, yeah, it was a burning house, but I don't know why, but you were in your underwear. And I just, you know, it's radio. They can't see that, but well, what can I say? Well,
0: you know, I was work, I was working hard, so... Uh, (laughs) so cool new book have serious fun and 12 other principles to make each day count you've got my attention you know me i i'm all for this topic
3: absolutely and you know what uh i am too and i think there was a season in my life where i i I got too serious you my daughter said uh you know other people said when you were a youth pastor dad a long time ago (laughs) you know that you were fun and funny what you know what basically she (laughs) stopped right there instead of saying what happened i realized you know what i think she's right I need to get back into that, and I I remembered years ago that when I was getting my PhD, I studied traits of a healthy family. I actually wrote on it, and one of the top traits was play and fun and laughter, and it doesn't just have to be for four-year-olds, but we have to be more serious about it, meaning we need to be intentional, and uh, part of that, this book, it's one of the you know, one of the principles for me that I just wanted to hand to my kids, I never meant to write a book. I was just trying to give them some good principles. And I started speaking on it and everybody wanted me to write on it. So there you have it.
0: Yeah. Tell me about that rather um, uncomfortable uh, appointment with the doctor.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, he called me and he said, you need to come in this afternoon. And I went, wow. Okay. And he said, and bring your wife. Well, that's never good news. And so Kathy and I, you know, come in, And I said, I think we're going to get some bad news. And he said right away, he had no bedside manner, but he's a wonderful doctor. He said, you have cancer. And, you know, nobody wants to hear that. And I found myself at the City of Hope where I actually was today because my wife is having cancer surgery on Friday. So this is the second time around for us, believe it or not. Um, And in my story, you know, I found uh, that the cancer caused me to do some deep, Thinking not just about my own life, but deep thinking about what do I want to pass on to my kids? What are those phrases, principles of life, lessons that I've learned along the way that I wanted you know them to know? And and I wrote them down the night before. I got up in the middle of the night before the surgery, and I wrote down things that were in my head kind of already. I mean, this wasn't some you know big moment where a big light came on and you know I started writing these things. Thus saith the Lord. Much more things that had been the principles of my life that had kind of held me. And I I was like, wow. This is I need to not only pass this on, but I need to be reminded of this and during that time. So the cancer, which I never thought I was gonna die, I think my my mother in law did. (laughs) She said to Kathy, she said, Jim and you have had a wonderful marriage and you know what? He's you're young enough, Kathy, that if Jim dies, you know, you could marry somebody else. (laughs) You gotta love the mother in law that right. But uh but those were really, you know, cancer got me thinking about a lot of stuff. And part of it was fun, thinking about fun. You know, how do, how do we as a family have more fun? How do Kathy and I lean into the fun factor in our marriage? Because I actually think play is often the missing ingredient. It's the factor that brings people closer together. It reduces stress. And so that was one principle that I wanted to, you know, pass on to uh, to family. And, you know, I, I actually think it's been a life changer for me. It's funny. I've said to people I hope somebody reads this book, but if they don't, it's the book that changed my life. So <laughs> here you go. Yeah. It's got that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So when you talk about the, your own family and the and the glue that holds you together, and you, you're quick to talk about how important fun, laughter, joy is in your yeah. your family, um, yeah. the glue of your family.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that's a lot of times we think about, like, think about the end of the year. Um, you know, we'll, a lot of times, a lot of families do. We have forever. You know, we'll sit around the table and say, what are the, you know, great things that happened with our family? What are the positives? You know, what 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 can we kind of thank God for? And, you know, no one ever says it's the, you know, three-hour Zoom meeting or, <laughs> you know, writing checks at the table that we weren't sure if we had enough money. What we write about it are the things that were fun as a family, the things that we connected with. And so I've I've said for years in marriage conferences that, Sometimes play connects you better than sitting at that table and having the you know heart to heart or the big serious conversation about what 's you know wrong with our marriage or what 's wrong with our kids or what 's with our kids what 's wrong um, but sometimes play causes it to kind of open up and i 've found that with my all three of my daughters, I have all girls, so no hormones or drama in my life but um <laughs> with my girls um I have found that that 's when we connect is sometimes when we 're just having fun and fun could be it doesn 't have to be you know, watching a comedy movie, it could be having fun food. Um, we live by the beach, you know, having a stroll on the beach, um, you know, things that just whatever causes us to, you know, make our heart smile. I have one daughter who always goes, dad, we've got, tw- she lives by us. Dad, we've got 20 minutes. I'm coming by. We're going to watch the sunset. Oh, wow. You know what? We have, we have amazing conversations watching that sunset periodically. Um, usually on her, uh, dime not mine in terms of her coming in and you know getting me in her car and going over and whatever well the dime then turns into dollars because then she'll go hey you want to get something to eat and i'll go sure and then i buy of course <laughs> but you know doing that you know having that you know we'll sit and talk and you know we've had some pretty great connections over a sunset now now people think of that as they don't think of that as play but it kind of is it's it's fun for us to do so yeah That's I love a, that. that's an important ingredient
0: yeah jim yeah. burns is my guest His book is Have Serious Fun and 12 Other Principles to Make Each Day Count. Uh, Talk about thank therapy.
3: Yeah, that's a biggie for me. Uh, In fact, I practiced it today. Uh, Thank therapy for me, the Bible says, in everything you do, give thanks, for this is God's will for you. So first of all, the Bible is God's will, but very few times does it say it. And so, this ever in everything you do, give thanks. I'll be honest with you. I mean, that's that at the beginning for me was really hard because am I supposed to thank God for my mom's death? Am I supposed to thank God for, you know, financial problems? Am I supposed to thank God for the three divorces my brothers went through in one, in nine month period? And then I read it again and it doesn't say for, it says in. And I realized that I can be thankful in my mom's cancer and her death. Caused um, she's now not in pain. It caused our family to come together. My dad eventually became a Christian, and he wasn't. Um, And it was through my mom uh, and through her death. So again, I'm not. I still can't say thank you, God, for mom dying. I wish she still was alive. But the fact is, is there are reasons to be thankful in that. We and actually, I was in a small. My small group meets every Tuesday, and we meet. uh, We've been doing it for 21 years now. And today, we are talking about during COVID, what are we thankful in? And it was pretty amazing because, you know, all of these guys, there's five of us and all of them, I know their story well, and there's been some health issues and there's been some other kind of things. Uh, three of the five had COVID. And yet when we talked about what we were thankful in during this time, it was, it was remarkable. I mean, it was kind of like we had this spiritual moment and it was practicing thank therapy. So what to me that says is that, you know, my circumstance may not change. But my attitude can, and that makes all the difference in the world, and my attitude changes for me when I practice thank therapy. So I I write, and I did it today, I write down reasons why I'm thankful in my journal. I Acts, adoration, I'll write some scripture, I write confession, I'll write, I'll confess some sins, and then thankful, you know, the T for acts, the T stands for thankful. And I'll spend time writing, and it's never really all these sexy things, it's just simply things that that are part of my life. I mean, I wrote about My wife and my kids and my wife has uh, uh, breast cancer, and they caught it really, really early. So today I spent some time thanking God, not for her breast cancer, but thanking God for the incredible way that she kind of dodged a billet because, yeah, she's going to have surgery, but it's not going to be because it's all over her body. It's, you know, they're going to get that surgery, and we're going to move on, and it's going to be fine. And I was just thankful to God in that situation. So that's thank therapy, and and I think when you do it, you pre- when I first started doing this, it was uh, it had to become a habit. But the interesting thing is, is you can form a habit in three weeks. You can form a solidify it in another three weeks. So now it's just kind of a part more of my life, and it's it's really been helpful. It's something that I'll often share with uh, young people in ministry or couples or um, even kids. Um, you know what? Try it. And I've never had anybody come back to me and say, wow, this didn't work for me. They they really do say that, it. again, their circumstance may not change, but it's their attitude, and, the, and that really does make the difference. So, yeah, that's practicing yeah. thank therapy.
0: Yeah. Well, Jim, have you ever written down in thank therapy the radio host that carried you from a burning house? Absolutely.
3: In his underwear. Oh, good. You, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to tomorrow. Oh, good. I will do Go that ahead. tomorrow. I appreciate promise it. you.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. So I love uh, this quote you've got from Vince Lombardi in your book, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Right. And uh, right. th- th- lesson four is, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy.
3: Yeah. Well, exactly. And it's funny, I spoke on that yesterday, or a Sunday in Memphis, and uh, and I used that quote, that... I said that great theologian, Vince Lombardi, and the people all laughed. Um, But they all knew who he was, it seems like. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of times it's this breathless pace in which we live our lives Mm -hmm. that really takes us down. And all over America, I used to think it was just us crazies who live in Southern California or I have a daughter who lives in New York City or, you know, people who are in Atlanta. It's everywhere that, you know, I think we're too busy. And I actually think that it – You know, when we're fatigued, I'm a lousy husband. I'm a lousy father when I'm fatigued. You know, I'm a lousy Christ follower. And uh, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Actually, a friend of mine, when I graduated from grad school at Princeton in the 70s, he wrote me a note and he said, Jim, we missed you at graduation. Well, I wasn't the one who would stay and celebrate. I was on my way to go work at a church, and I was excited about being with students because I was a student ministry person. And so I missed it. And and he said, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And it was prophetic for me, meaning, you know, I'm not the one who's going to be in the arms of another woman. I'm not going to embezzle money. I am going to be so busy doing, quote, unquote, important things that I miss the most important things. And so, you know, both that phrase, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And even what – and the Vince Lombardi quote just, you know, just threw me because I went, wow, he, he is so right and we've got to figure out how to do it you know we can't move to wyoming and live in a in a, a commune we've got to figure out how to do it here now and uh and make it make it happen and that takes some real discipline uh and courage and and i think sometimes parents are allowing their kids um or they're allowing their own lives to be so busy out of control that they they don't have any margin in their life and you know it affects every aspect of their life and i think we have to ruthlessly eliminate busyness and ruthlessly eliminate
0: hurry. When you've got so much busyness in your life, sometimes I think you don't realize life as you're living it. You only see it yeah. in the rearview mirror. Yeah,
3: no, you're right. And that's, you're, a horrible, you're so,
0: that's a horrible thing.
3: Yeah, no, no, you're right. You know, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I took a real short trip. It was about four days and we went up the California coast. And, uh, and again, she had just gotten the news that she had cancer. And so we were reflecting upon that. But what happened was we said, gosh, we didn't know we needed to take a nap in the afternoon. <laughs> and all we did, we took long walks along the coast. We ate fun food, some romance. We won't get into that. No <laughs> fires burning. So nobody had to carry me out of the you know, out of place. Um, and you know what? It was awesome. It, it was in that, in those moments. And if people would have said, what did you do? You know, we, we read, we prayed, we, we had wonderful time. And yet we kind of just let it all, we just slowed it down. And in that time, we kind of, you know, were rejuvenated. I I said to Kathy, as we were driving back, I go, I really feel rejuvenated. It was only four days. But I said, I really feel rejuvenated. She goes, I do too.
0: I love that. You know, Jim, What sometimes when you are overloaded with stress and things are really tough in your life, sometimes the most practical advice to anybody is, uh, how's your diet, are you getting any exercise, and are you sleeping? Because if the answers are no, no, and no, you got trouble.
3: No, I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm taking notes on you right now because that's really good. You're right. That's 100%. You're Yeah, right.
0: it's pretty simple, but it can be pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Let me take a little break. Yeah. Jim Burns is my guest. Have Serious Fun is the name of his book and 12 Other Principles to Make Each Day Count. When we come back, I'm going to ask him of the 12 which one is his, his favorite. We'll be right back. We want to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we're creating encouraging posts every day to help you focus on the important things as you spend time on social media. From graphics that feature Bible verses and quotes from our hosts and show guests, to articles about topics you are interested in, to videos from our hosts. Search Faith Radio on social media sites to connect with us today. I'm back with Jim Burns. You know him from Homeward. He's been on the radio forever. He's written a book called Have Serious Fun, among others, 12 other principles to make each day count. Do you have a favorite principle, Jim? Well,
3: that's like asking if I have a favorite child.
0: That's true. You know, Do you?
3: Um, but, and uh, you know what? There were days with my kids where I would never tell them this, but one might be the favorite and one might not be the favorite for yeah. that moment. Um, not as much that way now that they're older. But, you know, I would say for today, um mine is, is family matters more than work. Um, I work. I mean, I work hard and, and whatnot, but I realize that um, it, when it comes to priorities that long after I'm gone, I, nobody's going to be thinking about my work. They're going to be thinking about my family, and the legacy comes with family. And I had to continue to ask, especially during that cancer time, was am I giving – Kathy, and am i giving my kids only my emotional scraps cuz i'm not doing that at work i'm not giving work my emotional scraps and what i found was that there needed to be some tweaks within the the and i you know i speak and teach on family so but i realized i needed to make sure i was putting god first then marriage then children then my vocation and so the little you know chapter on that basically is saying um And I came from a dysfunctional family, so it basically is saying, no, family matters more than your work. That doesn't mean that you don't work. It just simply means that, uh, yes, you can overcome negative family patterns. You know, I came from a dysfunctional family, so my family was, you know, pretty broken when I became a Christian. I had to, you know, the Bible talks about you either repeat or recover the sins of the you know, past of of your past to the third and fourth generation. And I need to do some recovering. And so that meant I needed to, to do the work to recover. And I'm, I'm really, really, really glad that um, both Kathy and I figured out together a long time ago that uh, that family was more important than work. And uh, now we kind of get both. I mean, we love our work and we love our calling and we love what we do at Homeward and what Homeward does way beyond us. But you know, it's the family that's the most important. You know, when on Friday, when Kathy's you know going under uh, uh, at the City of Hope for surgery, it'll be the family that'll that will be around her. It'll be the family that will call. Um, you know, and that's important for me to remember because there've been times where I've put my work ahead of of and and the way I put work ahead sometimes Bill was just simply that my um, you know I, again I, I gave I was giving my work my all and I I could only give. Kathy or my kids, my emotional scraps, because I didn't have it. And uh, it doesn't mean that family is perfect. And it doesn't mean that you can't, there are times where it needs to be a place where you just go, I'm, I'm dust tonight. You know, I I can't give anything. Fine. That's fine. But you just can't do it all the time.
0: Yeah. So when people work super hard, and like, what I'm hearing you say, Jim, is you would get home and many nights, your family would get leftover Jim.
3: Yeah. You know what? I'm not even sure they knew that. Okay. But yes, definitely and and I think early on in our marriage we made a decision to have a non-negotiable date night. But in the book I talk about the fact that when Kathy and I said we're going to have a non-negotiable date night cuz it wasn't happening. Um and just even, you know, giving, you know, if so I give Kathy one percent of my time, that's, a, you know, a non-negotiable date. During that time, I needed to be as up for that as I was for anybody coming into my office or anytime I was speaking, anytime I was writing, anytime I was doing anything. I needed to be be there, and and uh, I had to learn that. That's a learned trait. Yeah. It's not just a you know, it was it wasn't a learned trait when we first started dating. Oh no, I was you know, she got everything but then as we in in our marriage and in all the other things i i that had to that had to happen we just had to make that happen and, and to do that meant there was some discipline in terms of you know kathy began to take veto power over my calendar and my schedule and she wasn't being a big bad ogre on it but it was really helpful for us to do that because it then she, she was much more in tune with my kids schedules and our family schedule and and uh than i was and you know that was good. It helped us overcome some of the negative family patterns.
0: Yeah. Jim Burns is my guest and his book is half serious fun. And I'm a big fan of that idea. And I like the book and Jim talk about replenishing relationships. What do you mean by that?
3: Well, I I think, and especially as men, I don't know that we have very good deep friendships. Um, you know, you you and I were talking at the break about a good friend of yours named Bob, who, you know, you guys are, you have replenishing relationships. When you're with each other, you enjoy each other. I have a, a, a friend named Tick Long, who you would know, I know who Tick well. I, don't see, I don't see all the time. But when Tick and I are together, we replenish each other. And yeah. there's times when, you know, I'll just call him up and we'll just laugh, I mean, or whatever. But there's also times when, you know, when I've shared some of my deepest uh, hurts or, or my dreams or my whatever it might be. And I know that I have a person who replenishes me. I call them VIPs, very inspirational people. We all have BDPs, very draining people. But I think we have to lean into the VIP. So, you know, today, 21 years, we've been meeting on Tuesday, me and these guys, and we are replenishing relationship people to each other. And that has been wonderful. I think we we have to lean into that and create those. And I don't think that, uh, like I said, I don't think men do a very good job. But I don't think, I, th- I think, again, we get too busy. And in, in our busyness, we, we miss the fact that, no, it's all about, what I call deep friendships. Um, and, and I love, you know, I have a quote in there by C.S. Lewis that says friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what? Oh, you too? Uh, oh, I thought I was the only one, you know, and you have those kinds of friendships when you have those. And I feel pretty blessed because I feel like I have a lot of those kind of people. But I also know not to, you know, say I'm doing it all right, but I also know that I've really sought out those kind of people. And, you know, that's been incredible. And I think we have to, sometimes they're peers, sometimes they're mentors, sometimes we're mentoring others. And when we do that, then that's a replenishing relationship doesn't happen in one meeting. It happens over years and years and years.
0: Yeah, Jim, when you talk about serious fun, I'm just thinking of uh, earlier in the conversation, your daughter calls you up and says, Dad, let's go watch the sunset. And that's a 20-minute intense moment where... The sun drops, and the glow is there, and then she says, let's go grab some food. Bring your wallet. Right, right, and I'm thinking right. to myself, that, to me, Jim, sounds like serious fun.
3: You know what? It, it is.
0: But the and, concept of—oh, go ahead.
3: Yeah. No, no, you go.
0: The concept of serious fun can sound a little intimidating to people. What do you mean? Do yeah. I have to go bungee cord jumping? What, is it, what does serious yeah, fun no. mean? And I think what you described with your daughter is very serious fun.
3: Yeah, you're you're right, and you know there was that same daughter. Uh, we used to do breakfast once a week in the morning um, when she was going to uh, school, high school.
0: Isn't that usually um, when people and- eat breakfast? Exactly.
3: So we would do that in the <laughs> It's amazing. You know what? Yeah. As you get older, some people eat breakfast at night too, but <laughs> that's another that story.
0: Just I'm to get it out of the yet. way, right?
3: <laughs> i yeah, I'm not there, but I, yeah. I think that was my parents. I think they did that. But anyway, with her, there were times when I'd have that and I really wanted to connect and we would talk about snowboarding, uh, we would talk about boys, we would talk about I wanted her to talk about deep, you know, principles and we never got there and then i would say to my wife well we didn't really get to what my agenda was she goes your agenda was to hang out with her hmm. and she had fun doing that and she enjoyed it so you and she got to have a dad who was listening to her talk about snowboarding and what i find is that that was you know long term that's incredibly fun but every time you do something like that you know it's not just this amazing bonding moment but you do it and you keep doing it over and over again and that and ends right find out what they're we, especially with like your kids or your spouse, find out what what's their fun factor, because their fun factor is oftentimes not your fun factor.
0: Yeah. Jim, uh, the book I love, Have Serious Fun and 12 Other Principles to Make Each Day Count. Uh, what, do you, what do you hope readers walk away with as a result of this?
3: Well, you know what? It's a very different book for me, because I write on marriage, I write on parenting, and this is a book much more on, on life, which does relate to our relationships. I hope that they find a principle that can help them really have their life count in a new way, tweak something in their life, um, pass it along and uh, realize how important legacy is. Because I write from the point of having cancer and could have died, I think this is for me a a legacy book and, you know, to quote Monty Python, I'm not dead yet, but you know, it is a legacy book Mm -hmm. and I think people have to get serious about their legacy and I don't want them to wait until they're, you know, 85 and on their deathbed. I want them to think legacy now, whatever their age is. And uh, so I have some high hopes for this book. I really yeah,
0: do. Yeah. Love having you on. And it's really nice to hear your voice and to talk to you again. Thank you so much for doing the show.
3: Great to be with you. Yeah. Take yeah, care. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Jim,
0: Jim Burns has been my guest. And again, his book is Have Serious Fun and 12 Other Principles to Make Each Day Count. I want to just say thanks to uh, Susie and Carmen, too, who came on this hour, because it was wonderful to connect with them and to talk about how much we care about You and love you. And I'm just hearing what's on your heart. And I know that you have stress in your life and there's some anxiety and there's uncertainty, but God is the solid rock. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He's where we go for our comfort and our hope. And upon His Word, do we put our hearts and surrender to Him? And we just uh, love His Word and we love Jesus. And we're so grateful that we could be spending this time with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I want to just say thanks to all my guests today. It was really a wonderful show. If you missed any of it, please head over to myfaithradio.com. Look over at the guests. You can see who I had on today. You can hear all of these interviews right from the start. And if you're listening tonight on podcast, I hope you had a wonderful day and I hope you have a great night's sleep. As you put your head on the pillow, just be confident that God is working out his plan in your life. Have a great night, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow